got kids who love tech? Well, then this podcast is for you. Hi, everyone. I'm Pam Barnhill, and welcome to episode 77 of the 10 Minutes to a Better Homeschool podcast. I have helped thousands of homeschoolers beat burnout, create doable systems, and bring more joy to their homeschool day. Today, we're chatting with Stephen Saunders, who is also known as Mr. MyTech from MyTech Labs. He runs an online school where kids can take courses in programming, technology, 3D modeling all kinds of really great things that some kids might be into these days. But I think you're going to love this conversation because in here, Stephen talks about the difference between kids being consumers and kids being producers and some of the misconceptions that parents might have about their kids' relationship to technology. So it is a really fun conversation. Now, before we jump into the interview, I wanted to let you know that we are bringing back one of our all-time favorite classes at pambarnhill.com, and that is the Homeschool Consistency Boot Camp. If you have ever struggled with consistency in your homeschool, if you have ever struggled with maintaining a rhythm and getting things done in the day-to-day, and if you struggle and you know that some of your kids' attitude and behavior problems might have something to do with your consistency in your homeschool, you're going to want to check this class out. We're going to be starting it at the beginning of October, and we're going to have all the information about it coming out at the end of this month. So come on over and get on the wait list. That is the best way to be sure that you're informed about this class when we open it up for everyone to join. And you can find that at pambarnhill.com forward slash consistency. And now on with that interview. Stephen Saunders, Mr. MyTech, has worked in the field of information technology since he was 15 years old, when he began his career by working for an ISP while still in high school. He holds a bachelor's degree in computer information systems from Florida Gulf Coast University and a master's degree from Kennesaw State University. Over the years, he has worked specifically in the web development field, managed an IT department, and taught classes at Georgia Highlands College for over six years. Mr. MyTech, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Pam. Thanks so much. It's great to be here. It is just awesome uh, to have you with us today. I tell you, my boys are taking a couple of your classes this fall. They haven't started yet as of the date that we're recording this, but they are so excited about the topics that they are going to get to cover. So you really know how to hit that nerdy teenage boy <laughs> vibe really well with the, the stuff that you cover. So tell us a little bit about what My Tech Lab is all about. Well, My Tech Lab is really about conveying information to students of, of all ages, basically from eight uh, through high school. Um, but it's all about learning topics uh, as fundamentally as we can in many different areas and usually things that interest me. So I like lots of different topics, and I like to convey that that knowledge and experience that I've gained over the years uh, with those topics. And I I like to I like to work with kids and show them what they can do with technology because I think it's great to start with nothing and create something uh, other than just a blank screen. You you start with a blank screen, and next thing you know, you add some components, and you've got uh, something. Whether it's a program, it's a three D model, or design, or a game, or whatever it might be. So at my tech lab, we really do focus on students understanding 
the basics and fundamentals because it is difficult to learn from a uh, a, a perspective of of a skill, right? So it's kind of like learning math, where you have to really understand how it works before you can you can use that knowledge to apply, whether it's solving a math problem, whatever it might be. Technology is kind of like that too, um, where you have to understand how to write a program before you can actually write a program without just copying that program. So we 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 take a um, we take that broad sense of many different topics and kind of combine them into, uh, you know, learning programming from this angle and this angle and this angle, and maybe learning design from a couple of different angles and learning these different topics from different angles. And then, you know, of course it has to interest kids. I think that's what it's all about as well. I love that. And what I love about uh, what I'm seeing from your course description is that you're teaching kids to be producers um, with technology and not just consumers of technology. Yes, that is a key point because uh, there's this whole concept of kids are digital natives, right? They've grown up with the technology that we didn't have when we were kids. Um, and there's an assumption by, I think, a lot of parents who think, well, my kid's always on a device so that they understand how these things work. But in reality, there's a disconnect and we see that quite a bit. Uh, when we start teaching, uh, you know, kind of behind the scenes of how these maybe devices work or how this program works or whatever it might be, um, it, kids don't really understand how they work. They're only using it or consuming that technology, um, you know, from an interface that was meant to be somewhat intuitive for them to use. So I'm not surprised by that disconnect, but I think a lot of uh, parents are surprised by that disconnect because they're digital natives. They should understand this stuff. It should just make sense. They know how to do this. They don't. <laughs> yeah. They don't. And if, you, if you've ever been in the email inbox of a 15-year-old, oh, my goodness. <laughs> you know that they don't know how to use that stuff. <laughs> and it sure. comes up a lot. It comes up a lot, you know, when they, especially when they go off to college. If they go off to college, it's, you know, I don't know how to use. I don't feel comfortable with technology. You would be really surprised at how many students don't feel comfortable with technology. And that's something we really focus on, too, is getting a certain level of comfort with technology. Uh, because the parents just assume that, oh, my kid's always on a gaming system or a computer or whatever it might be. So they're really they're really comfortable with it. But when it comes to solving specific problems, utilizing technology or using something even as simple as Word or Office or something like that, they they, they feel uncomfortable and then they shut down and then they don't want to do it. So that's what we we try to uh, give them that confidence and empower them with technology to say, you know what, I may not know how to do this, but I can probably figure it out. I love that so much. And, you know, it's interesting. You're talking about a kid, like parents assuming that kids know how to do things. And one of the reasons that parents assume that is because they feel like their kid knows more than they do. And so as a homeschooling mom, as I'm looking at the things you offer, I know that this is not something that I could teach my children. You know, I could teach my children some grammar and how to write and some long division and things like that, but I cannot teach them any of this technology stuff. So uh why, you know, how does that make it good for me to put my kids in a situation like my tech? What's the class like? And um, why is this kind of online platform good for them to learn other than the fact that I can't teach them? <laughs> well, you know, what's really interesting, you say that you can't teach them, but you know how many students we have who their parents are programmers 
or work in the field of technology, you would be surprised. And I was when we first started this um, this business. I couldn't believe all the programmer parents who brought their kids in saying, hey, we you know, I want them to learn programming. But there's some things that are really difficult to teach your own kids. That's true. Um, and there's some subjects. Right. I think every parent, homeschooling parent, you you kind of experience that. We're like, ah, yeah, we're good at this. But this over here, <laughs> this just doesn't work. Right. There's a level of frustration. Um, and that's where we come in, um, because we've worked with with students for so many years that um, I know where the struggles are going to be. I know how to put things in a way that um, maybe will make a little bit more sense to them. Um, so we've really filled that gap for homeschooling parents in that we've been doing this for a long time. Um, I can understand when students are struggling in certain areas and hopefully prevent that, because the last thing I want is for them to have any frustrations and give up. If that ever happens, then I have not done my job. That is the last thing I want to happen. Uh, and it's so easy to happen. You know, I know I keep comparing to math, but I think math is very similar to what we do. It either makes sense or it doesn't. And if it doesn't, within five minutes of learning and the kids do the same thing with programming, I want to give up. Right. No, 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 no. We, I, my job is to nurture them and say, no, this is your, it takes some time. You're going to get there, but you can't learn it overnight. It's just one of the things you have to internalize and think about. But once you have those breakthroughs, it's awesome. So long story short, um, I think we, we could really fill that gap that parents have because we have the experience to, to working with students for so many years. But we just approach it from very basic, simple concepts initially, and we build upon those as well. Right. So it really uh, is when they enter a class, it's a whole curriculum where you're starting at the beginning. And so you're not just coming in and randomly approaching like Word this week or programming next week or something like that. You're really building throughout the entire spectrum of whatever kind of class they're taking. Yes. And we will we will jump through different modules. Um, so we'll stay on a certain module for maybe three or four weeks, maybe upwards of five or six weeks, depending on what it is. Um, but I will lead them through everything. And we do kind of build in complexity through each level. So we start out simple topics, maybe like level one or information technology one. We would start out with pixel art, something graphical, something getting using the mouse, having fun. Uh, and then we kind of progress through um, maybe some design and then we get into programming and then we come back to programming in a different angle and just things that I've seen that work over the years because it's difficult. This is difficult. Programming is difficult, right? right. Anyone right. who says that, it, that it's not difficult, I, I don't know what to tell them. It, it is. This is tricky, uh, tricky material. And it especially is for kids of all ages, Um because you're either copying programs and you're not really understanding it or or it's making sense. But all we can do is say, here's a project. Uh, we're going to work through it. Here's some problems to solve around that. And I'm here to help. And that's I think that's the biggest thing that we that we offer, too, is we we have help classes that are outside of the scheduled time. And we're always available. We have many different ways that students can uh, contact us and uh, responding a lot. But they really need that helping hand to say, okay, here's what's going on. You were this close because usually they are. And that's what's so tricky is they have a program. It's not running. They're getting frustrated. And it's like, look, you were, you were this close to having it working. And, you know, then once they see that, then they're not as frustrated themselves because you had it 90% of the way or more. Right. Don't be hard on yourself. You, you were that, you know, and, and sometimes it's, I don't know what to do and I'm lost. And I'm, I don't know. I can't do this. And 
that's normal too. So I, I'm there to tell them that's normal. Whatever you're feeling, it's normal. Programming's yeah. hard. I, I keep going back to that math example. And, you know, when you're working that math problem and your teacher's grading the problem and they see like you just put the one negative sign in the wrong place, they can give you yes. partial credit for that. But when you're programming, the computer never gives you partial credit for the like the one comma that you've got in the wrong place or the one semicolon. And so right. you're able to find that and help them fix just the one little thing. And then yes. everything works. Yes. No, generally speaking, yes. And uh, and that's really fulfilling uh, to see those breakthroughs from my perspective, to see students who have struggled. And sometimes students forget how far they've come in the course of a year or students we've had who are coming into four years with us, five years with us. Sometimes they forget. I have to remind them. Say, you know, I remember when you started because we, we do work uh, very individually with students. Um, that's another thing that I think sets us apart is we really try to get to know each student um, and work with them as individually as we can. But it's just funny because they're, you know, some students are hard on themselves, like I am, and a lot of people, I think, you know, when somebody doesn't go the way we want it to go. And um, but it's 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 nice to show them, you know, I remember back when you started, you couldn't really do much. And now you're getting frustrated because we're at this level now, which is a much higher level. And you're getting frustrated, but you forget that you've learned a lot along yeah. in that process, you know, yeah. and I think that helps yeah. too. And I recently I've been telling some students that because they've been getting frustrated with some of the material as from last year and it's, it's normal. Right. But then when I put it in perspective, it's like, you know what, <laughs> you're kind of right. I, uh, I have come a long way and I, I think that helps too. Way. I love that yeah. so much. Okay. So let's kind of get down to the nitty gritty. If if I have kids who are interested in technology, what kinds of classes can my kids take at my tech um, through this online platform? Well, we have, um, we have a course called computer technology for younger students, generally eight to uh, 12. And then we have, um, we, we kind of renamed our courses this year to be more um, representative of the topics that we teach. So we kind of, you know, when you think younger kids, they're working with computer technology, more graphical applications, fun projects, things like that. Um, and then once we get to, let's say, 13 and up, we have an information technology one class, which is really kind of where we we begin. Most students start there. But like I said, younger siblings or other um, learners who want to begin uh, can begin with computer technology, but most most start at information technology one. Okay. So um, there are some options for those really young little, uh, I'm so into this kids who just want to jump in there and then move it yes. into IT one. And then do you, you said four years, you've been working with some students. So you have something beyond that? Yes, we have information technology two, which is really a continuation. So in information technology one, we only work with block coding. So they don't have to have to actually type any code uh, in information technology one. And the reason being is it's frustrating. It's super frustrating. It's fighting syntax and having something not work uh, all because of a semicolon. I don't want that. We don't want that in a first year course for students. The last thing we want to do, as I mentioned, is have students become frustrated. That's that's not what we want at all. So Keep it simple, block coding. I want them to understand the basics and the fundamental concepts of especially programming. So everything's block-based. They drag blocks into place. We talk about those concepts. We work on lots of projects. Information technology, too, we only work with code. So after they've spent working with, you know, a year working with blocks, then we only work with code from that point on. But 
it's kind of a crossover between uh, IT or information technology one and two, because we work on very similar projects, uh, similar applications, but they see it from a code perspective now. So it is, it is different. It's much different. There's different topics, but there's also enough there to kind of segue between levels one and two. Uh, and then from there, we go into computer science one, and we get more into the nitty-gritty of uh, computer science, which gets a little a little trickier. Uh, we're working with things that don't come naturally. I would say programming doesn't come naturally to most students, but these topics are more complex. Uh, programming topics don't come naturally to many people either. Um, but then we continue on to, to computer science too, and we just keep working with different technologies. Um as much as I like to put, you know, those fundamental concepts in, I also like to throw in things that I like to geek out on myself. I like to have fun with it, and I like to have fun working with students, um, and there's a lot of back and forth. There's a lot of uh, questions and answers, and it's very interactive in the course, in the live course that we have. Um, and I like to keep it upbeat because I want students to have fun. I want it to be a place where they can really learn and say, this is cool. And I want to do something in this field. And I think something that uh, a lot of people don't realize either is programming and robotics is often thought of as those are those are the big technology fields, right? Programming, robotics. You learn programming or you join a robotics club. Those two fields are awesome. And we focus on both of those. But there's so many areas between those and some areas that use both of those or programming specifically. But we're talking digital art and 3D modeling and design, um, and maybe slightly different electronic design from things like just robotics. Um, and there's just so many, even database design and networking and all these cool things that I like to geek out and show students. You can get started with this stuff, and here's how you do it, and I'm here to help. And I cannot tell you how much feedback we get every year from students who say, I never thought I could do this, or I never knew this stuff existed. That's that. what I love I because they don't even know. They just think programming robotics, programming robot. That's it. That's all technology is. No, I'm going to show you all kinds of things that you didn't even know existed. I love it so much because it just opens up a whole new world, um, a whole new world to kids. Well, you can find Mr. My Tech um, over at mytechlab.com. So do go over and check out uh, the courses over there. Thanks so much for joining us, Stephen. Thanks, Pam. I appreciate the opportunity. And there you have it. Now, if you would like to connect with Mr. My Tech or just find his website and those classes, you can do so by going to the show notes for this episode of the podcast. That's at pambarnhill.com slash TMBH77. And you can find all the links and everything you need over there, including a link to get on the wait list for our homeschool consistency boot camp that will be opening the doors to later on this month in September. Speaking of Consistency, that is what the next episode of the podcast is all about. So if this is an area you have struggled with, just know that you are not alone. This was an area I struggled with for a long time in my homeschool and making the changes that I made and being more consistent really made all the difference in the world. We're going to be talking about it on the next episode. So come back for that one. And until then, keep on homeschooling. Homeschooling.